Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Not so long after I wrote, you can retire sooner than you think. I started getting inquiries from families that were trying to retire really early, earlier than I had anticipated when I even wrote the book. To me, early retirement was age 62, but people were saying, hey, Wes, I'm 60 and I'm ready to go. Hey, Wes, I'm 58 and I'm ready to go. I'm 55 and it's time. And in so many cases, it was so early that I had to add a tool to help these would-be early retirees. And hence, this powerful interim step was born that we'll cover right now called the Retirement Gray Zone. I'm Wes Moss. The prevailing thought in America is that you'll never have enough money and it's almost impossible to retire early. Actually, I think the opposite is true. For more than 20 years, I've been researching, studying, and advising American families, including those who started late, on how to retire sooner and happier. So my mission with the Retire Sooner podcast is to help a million people retire earlier while enjoying the adventure along the way. I'd love for you to be one of them. Let's get started. So what is this concept of a retirement gray zone? We tend to think of retirement as kind of this black or white situation where, hey, we're working one day and then we're retired the next. I recently did an interview with the organization How Stuff Works. And the interview came around to ask about how would it work, Wes? You write about this, early retirement. You host the Retire Sooner podcast. So, hey, man, how are we supposed to retire at 55? Let's walk through the steps. And what they wanted to hear is kind of just a formula on at least how to get there or how to plan for it. And I've written about that. I've talked about that. And I'm a big believer in those steps. I'm going to go through those briefly. But the real crux of this to retire really early is to add an additional step called this retirement gray zone, which is a period of time where you've saved, maybe it's enough for, or you've hit your retirement goal but you're just so young that it might be a little too early to be in full-scale retirement mode where you're living completely off your savings. If you're a really, really early retiree, you may want to enter into this gray zone period so you can take maybe a little less than the full 4 or 5% that is the well-established amount, that you maximum amount you can withdraw for long, long periods of time and not worry about running out of money. Hence today's topic, the retirement gray zone. And I'm actually going to also talk about a tool that I use to help people figure this out. So in this interview, How Stuff Works, the interviewer, I think his name was Dan, said, Wes, well, what are your, what are your steps? And I went very quickly to, well, we can boil this thing down. I have five steps. Number one, figure out what the money's for. And that's all about core pursuits. Happy retirees have 3.6, unhappy have 1.9. And you figure out your core pursuits. Those are the once in retirement. You figure out how much they're going to cost. Depending on if you're going to be a world traveler or a triathlete that goes to Hawaii twice a year to do triathlons or travel and go to Alaska and Antarctica versus hiking at your local mountain, 
your core pursuits are going to cost different amounts of money. So if you figure that out, you can figure out just how much you're going to have to tap your overall savings and how much is going to really cost so it gets your retirement. Well, makes sense. That's step one. Step two, of course, is just that'll help you determine how much you're actually going to have to save to pay for secret number one, which is I got to pay for my core pursuits. I'm also a big believer that the liquid amount you need to get to in retirement kind of is a bare minimum checkpoint is $500,000. There are other financial people out there that'll say you need $5 million. I take the other side of that equation. I think 500 is kind of a bare minimum amount, but still a lot of money to get to in America. Step number two also talks about the thousand bucks a month rule. And that's very simply for every close to a quarter of a million dollars you have saved. It's equivalent to about a thousand bucks a month in retirement, but that's also using the 4% plus rule. Number three is have your mortgage paid off close to your retirement date, ideally before you retire or within a few years of retiring, getting rid of the mortgage gets rid of usually the biggest bill most Americans have to pay. So it helps you spend more of that money you just saved in step two on the things you want to do that we figured out in step one. Number four, very simply, is multiple streams of income. So, And this is where the retirement gray zone sits. And I'll come back to that in just a second. Number five, of course, is income investing, a way to look at your overall assets as a more predictable cash flow, how you invest, more about generating dividends and interest and distributions as opposed to just purely growth. That's a whole other topic called income investing. But let's get back to number four, where the gray zone really lives. And that comes back to multiple streams of income. So imagine this. What if you reach your retirement savings goal that you figured out in step number two, determine how much money you need, and you've gotten to 500 plus, maybe for you it's more than that, maybe it's 750,000, maybe it's a million and a half, maybe it's 5 million. But what if you reach that goal early or a little sooner than you might've thought? And you wanna retire at a really early age, like 57 or 55 or 52, but you have some other income sources that don't kick in until many years into the future. One example, of course, is Social Security. We know that they can't even start until age 62. Maybe in addition to saving money, you have a pension that's going to kick in from somewhere, but that pension doesn't start until age 65. And here you are faced with retiring at 55. You say, hey, I have enough money to do it, but I've got 10 years before these other income streams, multiple streams of income. Again, extremely important to be able to retire sooner. But there's a lot of years until those income streams kick in. And not to mention our longevity in the United States has continued to be tremendous. Statistically, if you're a 60-year-old male, if you make it to age 60 in the United States, you now have a life expectancy on average of another 22, 23 years. That means you're going to be well into your early to mid-80s in retirement. That's a lot of years. If you're a female, it's even longer than that. If you make it to age 60, you've got a life expectancy of another 24, 25 years. Now we're talking mid-80s. How about this? Statistically, a quarter of those who reach age 65 in the United States, it's not, right? So we're not talking about old here, but a quarter of that population in the United States at this point has a life expectancy well into their 90s. 
So today's age 65 is really like yesterday's age 45. And imagine if you're one of those, listen to the Retire Sooner podcast and your goal is age 55. And you've saved all this money. Well, what's this maybe interim step? And that I call the retirement gray zone. For some context, you've been working and working and working 24-7 type job and you and or your spouse have both been saving dramatically and you've been making $200,000 a year or maybe more with you and your spouse, but you're working so much that it's gotten you to the point where you really want to slow it down and, and be able to retire early, which is the case for a lot of folks that listen to the Retire Sooner podcast. There's a lot of people in America. But you also don't want to completely just stop working. And quite frankly, 55 is super young to just not do anything and fully travel and live a life of leisure. So this interim step here maybe is something that is a job that you would actually like to do. Maybe it is a job that really is fully work from home as opposed to no work from home or only part-time work from home. Maybe that's a job that is more in line with one of your core pursuits or your hobbies where you can still make some money, but you can't make 250 grand a year anymore. Maybe it's $50,000 a year, or maybe you're in a professional service industry, whether you're a consultant or a technologist or an attorney, and you don't want to bill 40 or 50 hours a week anymore, and you find only bill 10 or 20 hours a week. That might drop your income from 200,000 or 250,000 all the way down to maybe 50 or 75, but guess what? It's okay because a couple of things. One, you've already saved all you need to save, so you do no longer need to save 20 or 30% of what you've been earning in order to get to this stage. Number two, once you start earning a lower adjusted gross income, your tax rate goes down as well. Maybe this new more modest amount of income in this period of time called a gray zone, it doesn't have to do as much heavy lifting. It doesn't have as much tax taken out because it's a lower number. You don't have to pull a huge chunk out for savings. Maybe you have paid off your mortgage, like step three in our early retirement formula says to do. So this more modest amount of money is enough to either live on completely so you don't have to touch any of your retirement savings at such a young age, or you only have to pull out a really modest amount, far below the 4% plus amount. Maybe it's 1% or 2%. So that you're almost completely sure that your retirement nest egg doesn't get worn down when it comes time to get to the full black and white retirement where there's no more working involved at all. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Early retirees, very often from my experience in helping families in the real world, do really well to adopt this thought process of a retirement gray zone, a period of time where you can slow down how much you work and do something you really love as opposed to, hey, paying the bills. Let me give you a couple real life examples. And again, I can't make these stories up. And that's being in in the financial industry for so many years. 
I don't remember as many as I would like, but there are so many great examples. And the first one I'll go through here, again, this one sticks with me, and I'll call her Help Desk Hannah, because Help Desk Hannah was in Atlanta, like a lot of big cities, terrible traffic, commutes are awful. If you live outside the city, a lot of the technology jobs, or in this case, a a technology job at a law firm, so this is a, a job at a national law firm that has lots of offices in different cities, and they have one central hub for their help desk, their technology help desk. So if your computer doesn't work, you call this main area in Atlanta. And she, Hannah, ran the whole help desk for the country. So not only was she, and it's a kind of one of these 24-7 jobs. When you're the manager of the help desk, if something isn't working, you're kind of on call, number one. Number two, she was 50 hours a week. Number three, she was commuting over an hour each way. So just imagine that lifestyle. And doing it for a long period of time. Good news is she was able to save a ton of money. And by the time she got to age 54, 55, she, to some extent, had kind of almost enough to retire. and But, but not quite enough to feel good about using it just yet. And that's, again, part of why this works out so well. And we did some planning. We said, I said, Hannah, you, you, you really don't need to save much else. But I think it's a little early for you to take the full 4.5%, let's call it. And your mortgage isn't fully paid off just yet. But I think there's something we can do here because you're making a lot of money and you've already saved a lot of money. You could make half the money or even less than half Stop your savings or maybe slow down your savings because the mortgage will be paid off relatively soon. And we'll chart all this out and I'll talk to you about that in just a second. I'll call it the retirement timeline. It's how I like to plan from year to year to year in the future visually. And I said, you could go from making this almost 200000 a year down to seventy or $80,000 a year. And she said, that would be so great, but I don't know if my employer would allow me to do it. I don't know if that's an option. They really lean on me to run the help desk. I said, well, why don't you give it a shot? Let's, let's do some planning here. We did our planning. I drew out a retirement timeline with a bunch of different dates. I actually use highlighted colored markers to drop in different important periods of time like mortgage payoff or social security kicks in here. And I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. But see if that's an option. So she called me back about two weeks later and said, Wes, I talked to my employer. They were much more sympathetic to the idea than I ever thought. They said I could come into the office. I only had to come in two days a week. So that eliminates three grueling days of travel. And you can go down to 20 to 25 hours a week. It cut her pay down to something like 75,000 or so. So it was a little more than half of a pay cut. But the increase in her lifestyle was so dramatic that it allowed her to now have three to four day weekends every week, huge sigh of relief, eliminated her 24-7 mindset because she was the no longer the only help desk manager. At the same time, though, gave enough money for her to basically pay for her annual cost of living without having to dip into any of her savings. So this was the perfect downshift from go, go, go into a less intense work environment. And even though it was less money, it provided this wonderful interim step that she could now do for the next five years 
or seven years in our timeline before she got to age 62, knowing she could take her Social Security starting then. Now, that's a more professional example. Another example I see pretty often has to do with significant hobby income. Now, I've seen this anywhere from putting up Christmas lights seasonally to making wreaths to the story I'm about to tell you about a gentleman named Wilson. We'll call him Woodwork Wilson. And this is a state of Georgia employee who had been really diligent about saving and had a pension coming. Even though he could start his pension at age 60, there was a real incentive to wait until age 65. So the amount that he was able to receive per month went up a lot to wait to 61, then 62. So there's this huge incentive to wait until age 65, at least at this particular state institution. So I met with Wilson when he was around 62, and he had a lot of retirement savings. And his pension was significant enough that at age 65, he would easily be able to retire with pension and following the 4% plus rule. But at age 62, in order to stop working then, he would have had to dip into his retirement savings in a pretty significant way. Because in his overall financial timeline or financial plan, the pension's a big deal. So it's very much about getting to that pension year in this particular situation. Well, the reason I call, call him Woodwork Wilson is that for the last decade or so, he's been making, and again, I, now again in, in the year 2021 and in a world of Etsy or Etsy, however you say it, I've seen more and more people do this as a hobby. But when I had met him, I'd never seen anybody do this. And, and he was someone that would essentially take custom items, whether it be made out of wood or deer antlers or parts of statues, and either carve them or whittle them or woodwork them down into something that could be the handle of a shaving razor, which made a boring razor very cool and very interesting, so much so that he could sell these things for... 35 to 75 dollars in some cases a couple hundred bucks and if you saw his craft you'd understand what an awesome present for dad or grandpa and at the time technology was starting to get easy enough for even the less than tech savvy woodwork wilson to set up a website and start selling and he went from making a little bit of money, a couple hundred bucks here and there, to clearing a couple grand a month and doing this in his part-time life. Now, here is the problem, is that the demand on his website was enough that he was having to really spend a lot of time in his wood shop in addition to his full-time job. But guess which one he liked more? Of course, it wasn't working for the state. It was working for himself with a hobby and a passion and his artistry that he loved. And it got to the point where his hobby income had a path towards being a couple thousand dollars a month, which is the perfect amount for him to be able to live on while he waited for his larger pension and Social Security at the right time to kick in. And the examples of utilizing this interim step, this graystone step, are almost endless.
Now, here's how I do this visually on one piece of paper. And I actually call this the one page retirement timeline. And I've done hundreds of full scale financial plans over the course of my career. In fact, as an intern in the 1990s, one of my jobs was to do financial plans for the financial advisors that I worked for. Now, they would obviously review them, but after five or 10 financial plans, I learned that the assets go here and the potential income goes here. It's Social Security gets calculated here and here's my savings rate and we calculate inflation and we use different future rates of return, all the things that go into a financial plan. And even though you had five, six, seven really important variables, which is not that many variables if you think about it, the average plan that would get kicked out by financial planning software, it's pretty significant. These are 30, 40, 50 page financial plans. And I noticed that even though all the data was there and the visuals were actually pretty good, the plans were kind of overwhelming. And I actually, they were so overwhelming because there's so many pages. And I think this is because the financial planning industry wants to really throw a lot at you and say, look, Look what we did. Look at all the work we did. This is, you know, 2500 bucks for this financial plan. I realized that people's eyes glazed over and these larger telephone book size financial plans actually kind of defeated the purpose of financial planning. So over time, I started to do my own version of financial planning, which was literally on a piece of paper. Take out a ruler, draw a timeline. And we'd start with this year's year on the left side, and let's say you're age 55, and then we'd draw out 56, 57, all the way out to age, call it 70. And in that short period or timeline, you start to see some really critical retirement planning points. For instance, age 62, Social Security can kick in. But if we wait, see, age 66 is... Let's say your maximum Social Security. And yours may be different, but when we're doing, let's say, a hypothetical plan. And then the pension makes sense to kick in at age 63. And if we do this right, the mortgage payoff can be in the year 2024. Now, all of a sudden, we've been able to say, look at where all your income sources start to really kick in. And by the year 2025, they're all fully up and running. By then, if you've said, I'm going to, between now and then, I'm going to be in the retirement gray zone and make just enough money so I don't have to spend much of my assets. My assets can then grow, which is another huge piece of the equation on the retirement timeline. If you don't have to tap into your assets and you're going to do retirement gray zone, let's call it five to seven years, you get a whole nother market cycle to allow your money nesting to grow, which may be the most powerful piece of the retirement gray zone. And then at that point, we go from your current savings today, 500000 700000 a million, to saying, oh, that's going to be worth 700000 a million, a million five. And now that's going to start to generate an additional income stream because now we're using the four plus percent rule. And it's all mapped out on one piece of paper. And I started doing this, and I think at first it was in pencil, and then it was in... So it was all black and white. And then I'd start, maybe I highlighted one or two things with a yellow highlighter. And then eventually it started to look like an episode out of Rainbow Bright where I had blue was your social security income for you. And a different shade of blue is for your spouse's social security income. And then purple for your pension. And then 
orange for mortgage payoff, and green, a green highlighter for the income you'll generate from your assets and the 4% plus rule. And I put a legend on the right-hand side, and all of a sudden, there was this crystal clear, color-coded, one-page financial timeline that just spelled everything out. That simple. So much so that I actually developed a software program and an online tool that does it. Now, I still like doing it in person. I think my version drawn out with the pen and the highlighters. I still like architecting that with families in front of them and drawing that out. I think it's powerful. But the online version, obviously, I have that as a free online tool as well. So if you're thinking about doing this and want to use that free tool, it's called the Retirement Timeline. Not calculator, not financial plan. It's called the Retirement Timeline. And you can find it at yourwealth.com, which is a website. I don't know if I've ever even given that website out here on on our podcast, but it's yourwealth.com, Y-O-U-R, wealth.com. And you just go to the Resources tab, and the second menu option is Retirement Timeline. When you click on it, it'll ask you to start so that you can get a visual map of your financial plan to do retirement. And it's pretty simple. It's, it's name, date of birth, where you live, married or not married, your monthly income sources, when they are available to you, and then your assets. And then it gets color-coded for you in a timeline, just like that. And I'm a big fan of doing this. Now, again, I still like doing this in person, at the firm that I run in Atlanta that has offices in several cities around the U.S., our advisors still actually like to draw this out by hand. Maybe not every advisor, but there are a lot of advisors still like to actually do this by hand. And then it serves as this wonderful roadmap to keep revisiting year after year after year. Now, we also still do the 40, 50-page financial plans, and I think those are really powerful too. So I will never discount any sort of financial plan. But I'm a big believer in simple visualization, particularly something as overwhelming as financial planning. It's a tall order. And if you can just have it all on one piece of paper, I think it's very powerful. The goal we've had here on this podcast from day one has been to help a million people retire at least one year sooner. And I think the gray zone is a concept that can help literally millions of people. America's concept of retirement is still work one day, don't work the next. That is not the way it works in practice, particularly for early retirees. So this gray zone period of time helps you in three really important ways. One, it helps you transition from the full, full, full paycheck to the no paycheck. And it gives you that interim period because it's scary going from making a lot of money to making no money at all and living on your assets. Even if you have plenty of assets, it's still a tough mental transition. The gray zone allows you to go from full speed ahead to let's call it third gear all the way down to first gear confidently. Number two, the gray zone, if you're in the type of gray zone where you're making enough that you don't have to start tapping into your assets, gives you many more years potentially of asset growth. Now your gray zone may be a year or two or could be five to seven years. And if it's that, 
there's a potential for real asset accumulation or growth during that period of time. Number three, it forces you to have at least some sort of plan. If you know you have this interim step and you know that this is this gray zone period of time, you've had to do some sort of retirement planning around doing that. Now, you don't have to use this retirement timeline that I talked about at yourwealth.com. You don't have to have an advisor sit down and draw this out with a bunch of colors. You can do this on your own. But in all of the above, any which way you do it, you'll get this great sense of clarity around the roadmap you need to confidently be able to retire sooner. I know from my research that happy retirees, which are also the group that ends up retiring sooner than most, they spend five hours minimum per year doing retirement planning. Now that doesn't sound like a lot, but remember a lot of Americans just bury their head in the sand and do zero planning whatsoever. So a little bit of planning every quarter of the year goes a really long way. And the next time you sit down and do that, just remember the power of the retirement gray zone. Hey, y'all, this is Mallory with the Retire Sooner team. Please be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. If you have any questions, you can find us at westmoss.com. That's W-E-S-M-O-S-S.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and YouTube. You'll find us under the handle Retire Sooner Podcast. And now for our show's disclosure. This podcast is provided to you as a resource for informational purposes only and is not to be viewed as investment advice or recommendations. This information is being presented without consideration of the investment objectives, risk tolerance, or financial circumstances of any specific investor and might not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to and should not form a primary basis for any investment decision that you may make. Always consult your own legal, tax, or investment advisor before making any investment or financial planning considerations. Please refer to the full disclosure in the podcast description for any additional information information.